This is Carla Awayagi with Commercial Vehicle Pro. I'm here with um, Steve Whaley from the Propane Education Research Council, PERC. And um, we're doing a post work truck week um, questionnaire and interview just to see how the state of the industry and where he thinks everything lies. How you doing, Steve? Carla, thank you so much for having me. It was great seeing you last week. And uh, uh, it was quite an exciting time. Uh, we, we have, uh, it, was, it was one of the best shows that we've had. And, uh, and, I, and I look forward to uh, all the questions that you have for us now. Well, the first question is with, um, with all that push for electrification, that was very obvious at the show, um, how do you see propane fitting into the mix of commercial vehicles going forward? Well, that, that, that's our sweet spot. Our, uh, our, our best spot for propane is that medium duty commercial, you know, fleet vehicle, whether it's in student transportation or, you know, adult transportation in paratransits or in the work truck show, um, you know, a lot of the delivery, uh, vehicles that we have, the service vehicles that, that are there. Um, there's, there's a place for every energy source developed in the, in the commercial transportation market. You know, there's a, there's a place for EV, there's a place for compressed natural gas, CNG, there's even a place for, for, for hydrogen in certain cases, but, but propane and oil gas has a real prevalent spot in the medium duty truck market, uh, where, you know, performance and range are necessary to meet the demands of the duty cycles for these vehicles and, and the cost for meeting the sustainability goals can't be met without costing more than conventional fuels. In, in, in other words, if you, uh, if, if you have a capital cost for a vehicle that's you know, pretty much in line with what people have you know, been buying before, uh, you're, you're gonna have a much better shot at being able to achieve these sustainability goals than if you're three times more than what you know, you're, you're normally doing with gasoline and diesel. So you know, it's that, it's that total cost of ownership where propane fits in because, you know, we have just as much horsepower, just as much torque. We have just as much range. Um, and then, you know, when we, when we come in at, you know, an average dollar 60 a gallon for the fuel, then, you know, Hey, when you can do this um, sustainability goal meeting along with financial sustainability, then you've got a really good recipe for success. So, that's that's where we're fitting in. We're we're not going to be the the best solution on super light duty um, unless they're using a lot of fuel, you know, to to get that uh, ROI. Um, and we're not going to be on the super heavy duty uh, because we have about a class seven max of, uh, of of weight classes that we have solutions for at this time. So it was a really good show for us. We 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 enjoyed that part of it. But it is, it's going to take every energy source out there to meet the demands of what's coming up in, uh, in emission regulations. Well, that, so based on the show and what you had on display, I mean, you guys seem to have a really cool, unique approach to like the propane infrastructure. So how would you say that that compares to the fossil fuel and electric charging um, infrastructure? Well, um, I'm, I'm glad you brought up the fossil fuel thing because Fossil fuels are uh, are not created equal. You know, we have you know gasoline and diesel that's derived from the refinement of oil, and, and yeah. oil is a uh, is is a pretty dirty, very high carbon uh, you know 
energy source. And uh, uh, even though propane, because it comes from the ground, is a, quote, fossil fuel, it doesn't necessarily make it bad. We have a very low carbon, extremely high hydrogen uh, mix in our in our molecule. And it makes it, you know, super clean. I mean, good grief. We let we let propane touch our food, Carla, when you were cooking out on the back deck. And it's the exact same fuel that we're putting into vehicles uh, to, to make them go down the road. So they're extremely clean. And so even though it is a fossil fuel, it's a very clean one. And, uh, and, and you know, it's non-toxic. It's not a greenhouse gas. So it, uh, it, it works out really, really well. Now, on the comparison of the of the charging, you know, EV fast charging is is, is kind of spendy. Anybody who's who's looked at EV vehicles has yeah. also look at that infrastructure. Fast <laughs> charging for equipment for a fleet of fifteen trucks or so is is well over a quarter million and upwards of three hundred thousand um, dollars, and and that's if you have the power on site. You know, it's a whole lot more if you have to get the utility to bring more power uh, to your to your place. So the infrastructure for propane is is one of our greatest advantages. Um, you know, we, we have no EPA regulations for setting up a propane fueling site like gasoline and diesel. There's always that risk of it spilling, you know, from yeah. and things like that. Well, propane can't contaminate the, the soil or water or the air. So the EPA doesn't even regulate that part of it. Okay, so we can set up a fuel a fuel station to fill a fleet of fifteen to twenty trucks for about fifty thousand um, dollars. You know, so it's extremely expen- uh, inexpensive. But ninety five percent of the time, you know, fleets choose to use the uh, the fuel providers' infrastructure and not buy it themselves uh, because they don't want to maintain it. They don't want to have to keep track yeah. of all of it, and so you know wh- what they do is they let the fuel provider set up the fuel station for them. At no cost, and uh, and what they do is they get to lock in the fleet for a fuel contract. Now that that, that sounds ominous, but it's actually mutually beneficial uh, because the fuel provider and the fleet get to negotiate a price that they can lock in for one year, two year, three years, and uh, you know right now the average is about a dollar sixty a gallon nationwide. Um, so you get to know what your fuel costs are going to be for the next three years. You don't have to pay the capital costs for the infrastructure and you get to drive very, very clean for your, for your fleet. So it's one of our greatest advantages is that, is that whole infrastructure part of dispensing energy for vehicles. Well, that kind of leads into the next question because, um, that kind of addresses the propane vehicle adoption of the green regulations. But um, and in some ways, it kind of touches on the green tax breaks, too, because if infrastructure is easy to lock in like you and kind of uh, mutual beneficial, then that can pretty much lead into that question. Like, basically, does propane vehicle adoption address any of the green regulations or benefit from any green tax breaks? Uh, we, we do. As a matter of fact, um, you know, in 2024, anybody who's using diesel and loves, you know, DEF and particulate matter filters and EGR and regen, uh, they're going to, when I said I was being sarcastic, uh, <laughs> if they if they love it now, they're really going to love it in 2024 because we're going from a, uh, a NOx level of 0.2 to 0.05. So there's a 75% reduction 
reduction in the NOx emissions that is coming up in 2024. So if you think it's expensive now, it's going to be way more expensive in, in 2024. And then in 2027, it goes from 0.05 to 0.02, another 50% reduction in, in the 2024 standard. So all of that to say propane already meets the 0.02 level NOx emissions oh, with cool. our, our engines today. That's how clean we are. There's no particular manifold. There's no DEF, no EGR, no regen. It's a catalytic converter that you, you see on a passenger vehicle that uh, that goes on these medium-duty uh, engines to, to power these big trucks. So we, we meet that green, green regulation you know, now, in 2024, and in 2027. But uh, we also have a, a green tax break because, you know, in 1996, you know, in the Clean Air Act, propane was listed as one of those great clean fuels. So when it comes to the all fuel tax credit, um, those fleets that are using propane on top of that really good price we have per gallon of propane, they get 37 cents per gallon in a, in a tax credit. Um, so, you know, and that tax credit, you know, right now uh, from the infrastructure law uh, allows it to go for 2022, 2023, and 2024. Um, this bipartisan supported all field tax credit has been going on since 2006. Uh, and each year, you know, when they finally, you know, Congress gets around to, to, to voting, um, they have always, you know, extended it because both parties want this, want this to happen. Um, and propane qualifies for that, and, and we make it very attractive to do so. Well, that leads to my last question was, you uh, touched on how great the show was. I really loved all the things that you had just on display. You had a really cool system on display. Can you talk about it a little bit? Can you tell me how the show went for you and um, any of the opportunities that were uh, front and center there? Sure, we, we, we were highlighting uh, actually three things. Uh, we had we had two engines on stands. Uh, one of the engines is a really popular Ford engine. It's the Ford 7.3 liter. And uh, we, we were showing off how you can take vehicles that you currently have running on gasoline um, and convert them to run on propane with a system that's anywhere from like six to $8,000. Uh, so if you're using enough fuel uh, to, to warrant, you know, putting on a six to $8,000 system on your, on your vehicle, which has a very short payback. Um, if you're saving you know, $2 a gallon on fuel, like what we can do with propane. And, uh, we also had the new Cummins uh, engine, the, uh, the highly anticipated 2025 release of the Cummins 6.7 liter propane engine, uh, drew a lot of attention from, uh, from other truck OEMs and other fleets that, you know, Hey, I want this right now. You know, <laughs> they didn't want to wait till 2025. Uh, and that, and that was, that was great to hear. Um, but I think the, uh, the infrastructure stole the show, Carla. Um, you know, when we had a, a propane fueling station that was not only able to dispense, you know, propane into your vehicles, but we also had DC level three, EV charging on the other end of this. So this, this, yeah, it was, I mean, we have, we have three sources of very clean energy going into the battery storage that operates that charger. So we have, we have wind generation uh, up on top. We also have solar panels up on top that, that actually actuate and follow the sun. Uh, but then we also have a, a propane generator uh, to fill in the gap. 
um, because sometimes the wind doesn't blow, sometimes the sun doesn't shine, and you still want to charge your, your EV. And we have a propane generation that, that comes alongside. Uh, so we have that propane tank there that you know, goes straight into vehicles, but also goes into the generator and helps uh, uh, charge those EVs. So it's all off the grid. Um, you don't have to worry about, you know, your, your, your grid being, Hey, I've got coal on my grid. It's not as clean as some of the other States. And, you know, we, cause we know all three sources that are, that are charging this now are super clean. Um, and it, it stole the show. Uh, we had so much traffic about that, uh, fleets that wanted, and, and the equipment that we had, uh, didn't go back to the manufacturer. I mean, it was, it was sold, uh, four times over. Uh, right there at at the show, and it draw, it garnered a lot of attention for people to look at. Yeah, I really loved your display at the show. Um, it was really fun to walk yeah. around and just see all the really cool products that were releasing, especially with like the overwhelming news of like electric this and electric that. I I always uh, uh, my background is, is is actually in chemical and material engineering. So mm-hmm. I kind of come from the engineering point of view, and I always kind of don't like it when all the eggs are in one basket. So when I saw your system, I'm like, well, that's a great solution because not only do you have the EV backup, you also have the propane and solar all in like one little unit. So I, w- I was pretty excited about that. Well, um, we're, we're very resilient. Propane is in every community in these United States. We have uh, production in the United States uh, more than any other country in the world. We lead the world in, in propane production. I, we, we do about 30 billion gallons a year. Uh, we use about 10 billion and we, we export 20 billion gallons of propane to countries all over the planet. Um, and uh, so, you know, we're, we're using more of our own energy in this you know, space to be able to meet, like, like we started this whole conversation, there's a place for every energy source out there in this, in this commercial truck market. And, uh, and, and we're helping facilitate all of them. I, indeed, I really love that about Perk. Um, well, I'm going to say thank you for this amazing interview. And I hope we keep in touch, Stephen. Carla, it's been a real pleasure. And I hope we don't have to wait all the way till the next work truck show to, to see you again. Well, we can definitely talk. I'm not sure about more shows, but I would love to see you guys at the upcoming shows this year. Very good. Thank you, Carla. Thanks, Steve.